0: listening why don't be lollygagging while they jumping on the bandwagon i bet you think your team on top but now we're hot and got this gear on lock listening why don't be lollygagging while they jumping on the bandwagon come on jump on a squad you can't front on you know we in the building when the steam song come on riding with the Captain Brother J Pragmatic, the mastermind behind it, so you know we gotta have it. Young drummer, seat, toast to do it for the people, keep the show flowing, plus some catchy little jingles. Put it all together, it's a hit. We ain't bragging, everybody and they mama jumping on the bandwagon. Um. I bet you think your team on top, but now we're hot and got this here on lock. Listen and Don't be lollygagging while they jumping on the bandwagon.
2: What's going on with your world? It's the Jay Pragg, the illustrious one, the bandwagon radio in full swing. You know how we do this thing, man. Hit that bell right now. Subscribe so you can get those notifications when we drop a new episode like this one right here. Another special edition of Rundown segment here on the bandwagon radio, where I myself, Jay Pragg, sits down with artists across the globe, give them a chance to open up about their personal life their music and you know before the end of the show is out we gotta drop that new heat today got a special guest on the phone lines hailing all the way from detroit michigan got my man john paul wallace on the phone lines john paul what's going on bro yeah not too much
3: man i'm good how are you doing
2: i am great great pleasure to have you on jumping on the bandwagon today thank you so much
3: yeah, thank you for
2: having me. My pleasure, my pleasure. I had a chance to check out that new single, Love's Not For Everyone. We're going to talk about it. Of course, a little later on in the show, I'm going to let you introduce it. And then at uh, some point, I do want to give you some feedback of what I thought about the song myself, just as a fan of music and the culture, okay? Sweet,
3: yeah, that
2: sounds awesome. All right, before we get into all that, for our listeners, let's open up a little bit, find out more about John Paul Wallace. Uh, are you originally from Detroit, Michigan?
3: Yeah, so I, I live like just outside of like Metro Detroit area. Um, it's kind of a smaller town, but yeah, I've I've lived here my whole life.
2: Talk to us a little bit about growing up in Detroit, Michigan. What that looked like for you coming up in that area?
3: Um, yeah, so like I said, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit out of the city uh, a bit, so it's kind of like a small town feel. But, uh, but we, we went to like down to Detroit and Metro Detroit all the time for Tigers games and, and concerts and things like that. So i you know, I've, I've spent a lot of time down there. And I honestly love the city like the I think especially now the music seems really starting to pop and, and the city is really starting to build itself up to something really nice and beautiful now. And the culture down there is really changing. Uh, yeah, I, I, I absolutely love Detroit. I love being around it and being able to go there all the time.
2: Okay. Now, would you say it's definitely influenced you creative wise, musically?
3: I think so. I got really, especially like I got really into Motown when I was in high school, mm. and like like growing up, like realizing that that was so close to home was like the coolest thing to me. And I was able to go and tour the like the the Hitchfield Museum and and stuff like that when I was in high school. So that nice. I think that had a huge impact on me uh, as an artist. And you know, I, even though I'm navigating like pop music, right. uh, I think there's a lot of influence from that in there.
2: Nah, that's that's definitely big. I actually had the the. Luxury of visiting the Detroit uh, Music Museum um, and Hittsville, USA, probably about five years ago now was my first time uh, in yeah. that area. And you could feel the energy even on the block still in my mind. Like I felt the energy yeah. of what was accomplished there. Right. So it's definitely a lot of history and a lot of culture uh, musically, creative wise coming from that market. Um So I'm I'm sure you've been influenced in multiple ways. And it's beautiful that, you know, with you being in this, like you said, even that pop top 40 side, but the influences that even that type of music and genre had on you. I think that's that's powerful. It speaks volumes to what music can do in bringing people together. Right.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you know, that to me, like the Motown stuff is so timeless that I think it's just it's it's just as great now as it was, you know, when when it first came out
2: agreed agreed agree. okay now talk to us a little bit about your uh musical career uh your background um w- you know what got you involved in music and, and why did you take it so serious because you you're you're an artist that uh you have something you have something to say you have a sound you've got a great sound actually um and I, I i feel real good about you know, where you're trying to go with this music, especially coming from your area. Like, when I found out you were from Detroit, Michigan, listening to your music, I was like, okay, that caught me off guard because, like you said, I'm thinking Motown. So when I heard it, I I didn't know what to expect. But I'm like, no, this is dope. And he's from where? Okay. Like, I'm not familiar with that pop top 40 sound coming from Detroit.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so I, I started music really young. Uh, my older sister, Rocky Walls, is an artist as well. Okay. Uh, so I grew up watching her sing and stuff, and I thought it was super cool. So that got me into it really, really early on. Uh, and I was just infatuated with it. I loved it. And then I started playing piano early on in high school uh, and got really into that. And so I loved being able to accompany myself and you know play out for the little, few little gigs that I could find and open mics and stuff uh, just around the area locally. And then I started doing covers online, like on Twitter and Instagram and stuff, uh, when I was in high school. And then when I was a senior in high school, uh, I rewrote the song Seven Years by Lucas Graham and performed it at my high school graduation. I made the lyrics all about like being a senior in high school and you know graduating and stuff Mm -hmm. and played it at my high school graduation. And then the video for that ended up going viral, uh, and got like more than 20 million views across all platforms, and it was just like all over the place. So that really kind of like Jump started my career and I was like okay this is like this is serious now like this is what I want to be doing and this is what I'm going to do mm.
1: okay
3: and then uh, yeah so ever since then it's just been a journey of like you know finding myself as an artist as a writer um you know as a performer singer everything just kind of honing my craft and, and really you know creating my identity and finding who I really want to be and who I really am so um and that's where I feel like I'm in the place now so now I've just got a lot of music coming out that I think reflects that
2: Um, now that we got this new single, Love's Not For Everyone, talk a little bit about it. What was the purpose of the song?
3: Yeah, so this song, uh, this song came about, the, the first kind of piece of it that came, I, I went on a writing retreat by myself in, uh, up in northern, took a little road trip up into northern Michigan and, uh, and got an Airbnb by myself and just brought my instruments and my recording gear. And just spent a couple days just writing, um, which I try to do like every six months or so just to kind of you know, recharge the batteries and, and get that writing spark again. So I, I took myself up there, uh, did some writing, and I left without any ideas that I was super crazy about. Uh, but I had like eight to ten ideas. And then on the way home, I actually, it kind of hit me and then I made a voicemail on the expressway of what turned out to be the bridge for Love's Not For Everyone. So that was the first kind of part piece of the song. And at the time, I was working on my latest EP, which came out in September, this past September. Mm-hmm. So I was like super upbeat and energetic, uh, so this didn't fit it at all. So I put it on the back burner for a minute, and then uh, I came up with the, the hook line, Love's Not For Everyone, and moved to chorus, and then put that on the back burner for a minute. And then one day, we were supposed to be working on the EP, but I, I just really kind of felt gravitated toward this, this Love's Not For Everyone idea, and I just sat down and, and arranged the whole thing, put it all together, and, and made the demo. Uh, and then, since then, it hasn't changed shape much. It was just some polishing and stuff after that.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what would you say is the feelings or emotions you wanted the listener to have, the person who's
3: who's receiving it? Yeah, I think, uh, I think like, you know, after going through, like, any sort of, you know, heartbreak or lusting, uh, I think, you know, there's this kind of sense of, of a little bit, like in the low moments you can find some hopelessness Mm -hmm. in there and i I think that's a a very universal experience and but i feel like you know like if i've gone through it and friends have gone through it you know in when you're in that moment you kind of feel like you're going crazy a little bit like for feeling that way and so i think for for this song i kind of just wanted to express that like this is such a universal experience i think everybody goes through at some point um so that was kind of what i wanted the, the takeaway for it to be. But I wanted it to be, you know, super raw, super vulnerable and emotional, and that was, that was definitely my goal going into
2: it. Okay. Now, to what do you attribute to your sound? Like it's, like I mentioned earlier, you definitely have a, a dope sound overall, a very unique sound, a uh, standout type of sound uh, vocally, uh, even your range. Thank you. Um, so to what do you attribute that?
3: um honestly like i I pull a little bit from a lot of places when it comes to music like i i I found different influences especially over the years like there was times where i was a little bit different stylistically and and there was you know there was a point in time where i just like my the stuff i was writing was all over the place like it was some stuff was like leaning hip-hop some stuff was leaning more funk and some stuff was leaning more like singer songwriter acoustic and it was just like all over the place because I, I like so much music, um, but I think the more I did that, the more I kind of just pick out the pieces of each thing that I liked and uh, and kind of just blended it all into one thing. And so I think the one thing now that really, like, to me is like a point of focus for anything I'm going to create from here on out is vocal arrangements and harmonies and vocal stacks, and that's become, like, over the last year, I would say become a huge part of my sound that I, I like, it's one thing I, I like creating. Like I love like harmonizing and doing that kind of stuff. And I love the way it sounds when it's done. Um, so I think that's like one thing that I picked up from a, a lot of people. I think Billy Eilish was a big part of that. She, she stacks a lot of vocals um, and, you know, some of like the, you know, the Motown singers and the, um, like the Supremes and stuff like that. The, the bands back in the day, they, they did a lot of that as well. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Now, what style do you personally like to create most? Because I, I hear the different influences um, of genres and styles in your music. So what, what would you say is the style that you appreciate or like
3: most? Um, when it comes to what I'm creating, I think along the vein of Love's Not For Everyone is kind of like my favorite style to be creating. Just like a really like, emotional, emotion driven um, simplistic production, usually like more mid tempo or slower, uh, and just really just driven by the you know the lyrics and the, and the vocals. That's kind of my my wheelhouse that I like to I like to create in the most. Okay.
2: What would you say is the instrument you prefer? Because I know you play a couple of different instruments, correct?
3: Yeah, I play uh, I play keyboards and I also play guitar. Uh, I'm generally more comfortable uh, on the keyboards. Guitar kind of came a little bit more recently, but keyboards I've been playing for kind of just under 10 years now. Uh, and so that's why I'm definitely the most comfortable writing the keyboard, but I love playing both of them.
2: Now, also, I can tell you're, you're very into your writing, right? I can see a passion with the writing, the vocals, the, the lyrics. Um, I hear the passion. I, I can tell the passion just in the, the lyric writing. Why is writing so important to you? Because I get a sense that it kind of is a part of your soul. Like, you, you seem like you really write. Like, you're big on writing. Yeah. Me.
3: No, I, I, I definitely love love songwriting. I think that's a huge part of me. That's, I think, the most gratifying part. Um, like, I, I work with a, um, a small label out of, out of New York. And, you know, we pass a lot of songs back and forth. And I'm just never able to really connect so much with songs that I don't that like I'm not the primary writer on. I always find like a little bit more pride in songs that I write myself. But I think what really got me like hooked on writing and obsessed with it was when I got into recording on my own, and setting up my little mini makeshift home studio, Uh, and I could start making demos and stuff on my own and experimenting and branching out, and that just got me like. Absolutely obsessed with with songwriting and making different sounds, different melodies, and just trying a bunch of different things.
2: Now, let me ask you this How how did you actually learn to play instruments? Did you take lessons for every instrument you play?
3: Um, so I learned so I learned uh piano from it was actually my voice teacher also taught piano, and so I was taking voice lessons like early in uh, like in you know middle school and then high school from her. Uh, and I asked i was like can we start splitting up the lesson like 50 50 piano and vocal and so that's what we started doing i just started learning the basics uh and then from there i just kind of you know i I learned basic chords and you know um like you know patterns and things like that and then from there i just kind of learned a lot of songs and picked up stuff along the way uh since then but with guitar i totally just wouldn't get like i I have like friends who play guitar and i would like like, my one friend, Ryan Haley, he, he plays in my band uh, with me all the time, so I would just call him, like, once a week and be like, I have a question, I don't know what this means, and he, he would just help me out over the phone, but, yeah, most it was just figuring it out and, uh, and kind of making it up as I went along.
2: Mm. Okay. Now, who are some of those artists that uh, you were kind of inspired by? You mentioned a couple names uh, prior, but, like, are there some other musicians or Artists that you really took from, took inspiration
3: from. Yeah, um, like Stevie Wonder was like my hero when I was in high school. Like I, I was okay. obsessed with Stevie Wonder, um, and more recently, like John Mayer is a big one for me. I love okay. his, his okay. style. Uh, Billy Eilish. oh yeah, uh, Shawn she's Wonder dope. Was, right. Even like Justin Bieber, okay. Um, yeah, there's a ton. Charlie Puth,
2: okay.
3: Uh, Bruno Mars, Frank Ocean was okay. a big one in the time, the creator as well. Uh, just there, how 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 they branch out and are still able to make mainstream stuff was super inspiring for me. And yeah, I would say those are probably my biggest influences.
2: Okay. Name some, some big names there. All powerful vocalists <laughs> and writers.
3: Oh yeah.
2: Um, Now how, how would you say your area is responding to the new release of love's not for everyone?
3: Also, I've gotten great support from like you know everybody I know, whether like it's in the scene or not in the scene um, around here. So it's I've been super lucky. I've just like a really good support system around me, and I have a, a good group of friends like that are other artists in the area as well. Um, there's not a ton of pop musicians uh, in this area. It's mostly like hip hop or rock um, or a little bit of country as well. But everybody, you know, even across genres. That I've come into contact with, just super supportive and, and sharing a lot of love. So it's, it's been a really good response. Okay.
2: Now, how do you prepare to record? Like, what does a recording session with John Paul Wallace look like? Set the tone for us, set the mood.
3: Yeah, so um, a lot of the times I'm recording my own vocals just in my home studio. Um, and I'm going to really like doing my own vocals and experimenting with things that might sound like not really good at all, but uh, <laughs> but not having anyone around to hear them. <laughs> um, but normally, like, I usually, I just about always work out before I do vocals. I think, like, it, it gets me nice and, like, relaxed and, and kind of juiced up. And, you know what I mean? I think I, if I don't do that, I kind of go in a little bit tense. Mm. Uh, so that's like, one big thing for me. I definitely always do my vocal warm-ups every, every morning, whether I'm recording or not. Uh, and I, I usually just kind of go in, you know, try to get in the headspace of what the lyrics are meaning to me and however that looks, whether it's listening to other songs that are, you know, put me in a similar vibe or, or just listening to the demo to get me in that vibe. But yeah, it really, to me, it's all just about like staying relaxed and, and getting in the right headspace to put in that emotion.
2: Now, I'm sure there's some people around you that deserve some acknowledgments, shout-outs, mentions, if you will, just for the help or support. Uh, if you like to take this time to make some mentions and shout-outs, if you will.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, definitely shout out to my family, um, my, my, my parents and my sisters and, and just everybody around me, my close friends. Everybody's just uh, showing a lot of love. and super supportive. Uh, and then on like the creative side of things, um, my manager is Frankie Jason Turner. He's I collaborate with him on pretty much everything, and uh, and then my other manager Tommy Valentino. He's been a, a huge huge factor in, in my growth. Uh, and then on this song specifically, uh, Tom Rice was another producer on it, and then uh, my name Jay Vinci uh, shot the video for it. So shout out to those guys for helping helping get this song where it's at. Okay. Um,
2: now. I get one of the questions I definitely want to ask you is, um, like what's like most important to you when it comes to releasing your music and your projects because you you come off to me as someone that's very hands on with his music, he has a certain sound he wants to hear. you seem like you're very hands on am I correct in saying that first?
3: Yeah, absolutely, okay. yeah, no, I like being involved okay, start so to finish, for sure.
2: What, what, what does that process look like for you? Or what's most important along the lines of that process when it comes to releasing your music and projects? What's what's some important things to you? Um, like, it has to be done like this, or I need this to sound like this, or, you know, when it comes to me working with someone, the relationship has to work out like this. Like, what are some of those things that you're real nitpicky about when it comes to releasing your music, working on your projects? Um. Yeah,
3: I mean, I think... Like, I think the, the best, like, collaborative things that I've worked with has just been super, like, everybody's open to hearing everybody's ideas, um, and everybody's also okay with not going with those ideas, you know what I mean? Like, I, I like I definitely like working, like, the people, especially that I've worked with on Love Not For Everyone, and that I worked out with my last EP, everybody's just been, like, super open to notes and open to giving notes, and we've all been, like, cool with going with notes or not going with notes. And I think that's super important. And, um, just kind of keeping that open communication and not being afraid to say stuff and having an environment that's comfortable for that. Uh, but as far as the sound goes, I think for me, the most important thing was usually the blend on the vocals, uh, on like the harmonies and stuff like that. Like to me, that's like what my ear gravitates to whenever I listen to something. Like if there's some strong harmonies and a good blend, that's like my favorite thing. So I think that's probably what I listen to the most, uh, and even if it's sometimes I'm it's distracting me from listening to other things, but that's always like what I'm looking for in, in the recording and mixing process. Mm.
2: Okay. Do you have any fears when it comes to like recording or performing? Do you have any fears?
3: Um, I don't really have fears when it comes to performing. I, I don't really get nervous too much anymore. Uh, I, because usually like, Like, to me, nerves always come, like, nerves come and go with how prepared you feel you are. Mm -hmm. And especially, like, this past, like, since, you know, live music kind of started to open up um, Mm -hmm. more recently in the last six months or so, uh, like, my band and I, we've just drilled these songs so many times. And I I feel like by the time we get to the stage, it's just about feeding off energy and having fun. Uh, So I get super excited about performances, not so much nerves anymore. Um, and then when it comes to recording, I, I would think I don't know if it's too much of a fear, but I I hate the feeling of like when you get a fu- like a finished recording and either it's out already or it's like about to come out and then and then you get an idea of like something you could have added like a, a cool background vocal or a cool harmony or something. So like I always try to make sure I'm tri- at least trying everything that I can think of uh, while we're in the studio recording, even if we don't use it all. Uh, just kind of giving everything a chance.
2: Mm -hmm. now if you had to sell yourself to my listeners right now who's john paul wallace why should they listen to the music why should they follow the movement
3: yeah i mean if i had to sell myself like as a person even not not so much even as an artist but I, i like i kind of i'm very protective over like my energy and like I try to keep things, even though my music's not always upbeat and positive, I always try to kind of keep my persona upbeat and positive and, you know, everything's, you know, not too uptight and, and loose, relaxed and just fun. And, you know, I, I live my life like between laughs. So I I always try to keep everything light and fun. And I do that. I, I try to keep that kind of vibe on social media too. So I always try to keep things fun and funny and things like that on there. But I think just in terms of the music, I think I have a pretty unique sound that I bring to the table, um, just integrating, like, that soul and, and the, you know, the soulful vocal arrangements and performance into contemporary pop music, but I, I don't know if it's if it's anywhere super prominent uh, in pop music today, so I think I, I bring a little bit of something different to the table. Okay. That's a good answer. Thank
2: you. What would you say is your ultimate goal in this music industry? What do you want to see happen for your music career?
3: I just want to reach as many people as possible with my music and with my persona. Like I, like I, I want to connect with people. So I love connecting with people and I love, love, love performing and sharing that energy with a room full of people. Um, so my biggest thing is like, I want to build my career up to where I am doing tours uh, and performing for of large masses of people because like, me that like there's no greater reward i really like honestly couldn't care much about anything else but just to have that experience to perform in front of people who know your music and, and want to hear you perform like to me that's like the ultimate dream and the ultimate reward
2: okay. now before i let you introduce the song uh i definitely want to make sure our listeners can tap in with you uh take this time to go ahead and give out your social media real quick
3: Yeah, so I'm on all social media, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, Facebook, pretty much everything is at John Paul Wallace, J-O-N-P-A-U-L-W-A-L-L-A-C-E, and then my Facebook's just at John Paul Wallace Official. Uh, But yeah, you can find me everywhere, I'm also on all streaming platforms, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, Tidal, Amazon Music, everything, uh, just on John Paul Wallace, uh, J-O-N-P-A-U-L, which is all one word, and then W-A-L-L-A-C-E.
2: Alright, it's a pleasure talking to you, John Paul Wallace, representing out of Detroit, Michigan. it has got this new <laughs> single. Go ahead and introduce that new single for the people so they can put their ears to it, brother. Yeah, yeah. So
3: this is my new single just came out a few weeks ago. It's called Love's Not For
2: Everyone. I hope you guys did it. There it is, man. You're about to put your ears to it right now for the first time on the bandwagon radio. Do me a favor, turn it up. Let's go.
1: I dread the moment, the moment I You don't know when you'll feel that again Or if you'll feel that again Chasing the moments we left behind I've been lost in time In a whole other world in my mind And I miss some moments that haven't happened yet But I see them so vivid in my head But we reconnect, and it's different this time And we're different this time I need to get out of my mind But it's all I have left to you in this life, yeah If I didn't feel for you, I wouldn't feel nothing at all Maybe love's not for everyone Cause if there's someone for everyone, you'd be for me So I just thought we were meant to be, oh, oh. But maybe I'm better off alone oh, 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 oh. oh, no Maybe love's not for everyone Another first date with someone who's not you I mentioned close to the truth That it's no one if it can't be you And I miss the moments that haven't happened yet But I see them so vivid in my head Where we reconnect And it's different this time And we're different this time I need to get out of my mind But it's all I have left to you in this life If I didn't feel for you I wouldn't feel nothing at all Maybe love's not for everyone Cause if there's someone for everyone You'd be for me, so I just thought people meant to be your Maybe I'm better off alone Alone Maybe love's not for everyone I just wanna believe that I cross your mind more than I do I just wanna believe that my name sparks a flame inside I just want to believe that you still see my face crystal clear I just want to believe that the love of my life knows I'm here I just want to believe that I cross your mind more than I do I just want to believe My name sparks a flame inside you I just want to believe that you still see my face crystal clear I just want to believe that the love of my life knows I'm here for everyone Maybe love's not for everyone